Hello again, and welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is episode 29. Seeing the sunrise is about seeing Christ in our everyday situations. The prophet Jeremiah said in chapter 29, verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Seeing the sunrise is where I reflect on how I saw Christ and how he was revealed to me over this past week. This past week, we celebrated the late Dr. Martin Luther King, a social activist, Baptist minister, a part of the American Civil Rights Movement, Nobel Peace Prize recipient, father, husband, and friend to many. As I reflected on his legacy, I couldn't help but ask myself, what drove him and what inspired him to forsake so much personal pleasure or opportunity to pursue something he deemed far greater than himself or anything or anyone else. Dr. King was inspired by his Christian beliefs and the nonviolent activism of Mahatma Gandhi. That struck me because only a true encounter with Christ can evoke such a shift in purpose to cause one to let go of their desires and dreams to pursue what they believed or what he believed to be far greater. In a brief excerpt from his public speech, I Have a Dream, that was given at the Lincoln Memorial for the 1963 March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, he said this, I say to you today, my friends, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama, with this vicious racist, with this governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right there in Alabama, Little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. Dr. King's dreams has yet to be fulfilled or realized. And yes, it may be better for some, but there are still numbers of individuals who have yet to realize that all men are created equal. Not everyone buys into this philosophy, which is evident throughout our world today. As I continue to reflect on the legacy of Dr. King, I was brought to the story of a man by the name of Saul found in the book of Acts chapter nine. He was respected, well-educated, driven, and passionate. His passion drove him to execute followers of the way. It was a title that identified with early followers of Christ. 
Saul imprisoned men and women who belonged to the way until he encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus. This encounter caused him to make a 180 degree turn. Instead of being a persecutor, he became a trailblazer, preaching the gospel wherever he went. So I asked myself, again, what does it take to move forward in the midst of adversity? How does one equip themselves to achieve the goals they set out to achieve? Well, as a Christian, my answer would be, it takes Christ. As I moved through the week with these thoughts in mind, I had to look back to January 1st, 2021. That time where many decided to start fresh to set some new goals or to finish the old goal and to put a plan in place to achieve them. You too may identify with my musings and you too may also have some had some hiccups and roadblocks along the way. We make plans and often we think we have forever to achieve them. But if your, your objective or goals or plans, resolutions or whatever you want to call them aren't driven by a power higher than yourself, chances are we, you will quit before you even begin. So as I went on throughout the week, I thought about this podcast. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing it? What's driving me? How can this be helpful and who can it benefit? In some ways, I must respond, respond much like Dr. King and Paul. I saw Christ. I saw his desire to love, to guide, to share the gospel so that all would come to know him as I have come to know him and even more so. There's something about a God encounter and an authentic encounter, one that can't be explained in mere words, but the evidence is clearly seen. You change from the inside out. I'm not talking perfection, but the pursuit of perfection. And it is Christ that is perfecting us as we walk in the manner and the call that he has appointed to us. When you encounter God, you develop a sense of clarity and you feel his presence. You realize how far away you are from him and how much he desires to draw you close to him. Not many can or will understand this, but it's about making others, it's not about making others understand. It is about you knowing and acting on what you know and what you've experienced. Not everyone will have the same experience with their God encounters. Dr. King, although a Baptist preacher, was also influenced by Mahatma Gandhi. Saul, who later became Paul, had a direct encounter with Christ. But there are many others whose encounter with Christ was far different and specific to where they were in their life. You may recall the story of the woman of the well at the well in John chapter 4. She was going about her daily task. Although she was going at a different time when most women would be found at the well, she was going to draw water and most people would go in the morning instead of noonday when the sun was very high. Jesus was on his way to Galilee from Judea. He didn't have to go through Samaria, but he decided that that was something he had to do. In fact, the Bible said, he said, he must go through Samaria. Well, if you understand the story, this was an area that the Jews would not go through. They would go around and go the long way around uh, Samaria because they considered the Samaritans unclean or dirty. Yet, Jesus said he must go. Remember, I stated that your encounter with Christ is unique to you. 
He meets us where we are, but he doesn't leave us where we are. Your encounter with Christ may not at all be what you expected. In fact, you may not have had any expectations. I should sure didn't. I just was in love with God. For the woman at the well, John gives us a brief background of how Jesus got there. Then he shares how Jesus saw and began to talk to this woman, whose name is never mentioned. She had questions, and Jesus answers her, but not the way she thinks. He drives her to consider something outside of her thoughts and outside of her expectations. I began to think that I began to think that maybe that was how Dr. King or Saul encountered Christ. He was beyond their expectations or their thoughts. He reveals that he knows everything about this woman. He knows who she is. He knows her reputation. And he doesn't mince words, but he lets her know exactly who she is, but also who he is. Their discussion stops, but the message doesn't, because she then goes to tell others about the man she just encountered, the man who told her everything about who she was and what she'd done. So why do I share this today for this week's podcast? Remember I told you I too look for Christ in my everyday circumstances, and I hope you do too. And I'm glad that you asked. So let me go back to how I started sharing how this week we celebrated Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday. But I wanted to know what drove him to do the things that he did, that we would recognize him in some significant way. The same force that drove him, that drove Saul on the Damascus, Damascus Road, is the same force that will enable you to accomplish what God set forth for you to do. The Bible teaches us that our life is not our own. We have been crucified with Christ, and yet we live. We are not here to live for ourselves. We are here by the divine will of the Father, and he has given each of us, those who believe uh, in him, he's given each of us a task to complete. It may not be on the grand scale of a Dr. King or a Saul or Paul, It could be in your own home where you teach and guide your children, helping them to be morally responsible, God-fearing. Or maybe it's on your job where you are called to exemplify Christ in your conduct and actions. Or maybe it's in your church where you lead humbly without expectation of recognition or anything in return. Or maybe it's in the streets where you live or where the homeless lay or the community centers or with your resources or other things that uh, you could give or be a part of. Only you know what Jesus has purposed for you to do. And you just have to be diligent about it and not quit. I found that the key to all of this is that Jesus will empower us. He will empower you to achieve everything you set out to do if you put your trust in him, refusing to quit and exercising confident faith, knowing that you are where the Lord has called you to be. There is much work that still needs to be done, and the plans that God gives you will be fulfilled, and they they will get it done. You will get it done if you just don't quit. Trust God. Persevere. Strain. Do whatever you have to do, but refuse to turn away from it. Let the Spirit of God drive your passion, and you will achieve what you've set out to do. God bless you. I'll look forward to talking to you next week on NC 
the sunrise.